Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. So what does it mean to love your enemy? Did you know that you're going to have enemies? Yeah, you are going to have enemies. It's part of life. Now, a definition that I read online about what an enemy is said it's somebody that hates you. So let's define hate. What does hate mean? Hate is not the opposite of love. It's the absence of love. You see, it's like I was reading the other day. We talk about hot and cold. Well, really, there's no such thing as cold. There's just the absence of heat. And there's no such thing as hate. There's the absence of love. You see, God created us with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. They were all in us before the fall of man. And then when man fell, he brought those attributes back to us at, uh, at the resurrection. Those came back through the Holy Spirit. But we've tried to make man's way work over God's way. So we think, as a nation, we apparently think that we've got money and we can make people think like we do. Well, no, we can't. We cannot. And here's why. Money is a tool. We forget that money is influence. It's used for influence. It's used to expose who you are sometimes. But money's just a tool. Love, on the other hand, is a way of being. Love is a way to minister to your enemies. So what would happen if we started just loving on people that are our enemies? Well, as Christians, we have to do that. Love your enemy. Don't curse them. Don't beat up on them. Love them. What would happen if we did that as disciples of Christ? Jesus did that. He turned the other cheek. When people were beating on him and cursing him and putting a crown of thorns on him, he said, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing because they didn't. And I think what we lose sight of is that we try to do godly things through ungodly means sometimes. See, money doesn't mean everything. It does in some areas. We need it to buy groceries. We need it to buy cars and houses and clothes to take care of our family. We need money. But again, money's a tool. But we tend to think money demonstrates love. If I give you enough money, I'm showing you how much I love you. Not really. You're just showing me how much money you have. And I'm not knocking having money. I think it's important to have wealth. I think it's the blessing of the Lord that brings wealth, and he adds no sorrow to it. That says that in Proverbs 10.22. So when we use money as anything other than a tool to serve somebody, we find out how what a worthless tool it is. So when I was a kid, my dad and I liked to work on cars. Actually, dad liked to work on cars. I liked to put the tools up because that was my job when I was a younger kid. And then as I got older, he'd let me work with him. But I learned this much. He had craftsman tools. They were really good tools. And he had this great big socket wrench. 
So a socket wrench is the one that, you know, you use and you, you make noise, you know, it makes noise and it goes back and forth and it works. And so I was determined one time to knock something into a hole, like a bolt or something that just wouldn't go, started hitting it with a socket wrench. And dad's like, no, 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 no. That's a $20 crescent or a $20 socket wrench. That's not meant to be used as a hammer. I was using it for the wrong purpose. We do that a lot in the world. We do that a lot in life. We use the wrong tool for the wrong purpose. So I think that's kind of what we've done overseas is we've decided to use our stuff as an indication of how much we like somebody and how much they could be like us. Now, I think there are times that we entice people with things, and I I get that. I really do. But I think what we've done frequently is forgotten that we have enemies, that we got people that just hate us, and there's nothing we can do about it. You can give them all the money in the world. You can give them all the territory in the world. You can give them everything you've got, and they still hate us. And we don't know why. They can't explain why. It's kind of like the Nazis and the Japanese in World War II. Why did the Nazis hate everybody? Well, the reason the Nazis hated everybody was because we weren't like them. Okay, we weren't going to be like them either. You know, Nazi means National Socialist. We didn't want to be that. We didn't want to be what Mussolini was, which was a socialist. We didn't want to be what the communists were, which were socialists on steroids. We didn't want to be Imperial Japan because they were run as if their senior leadership were gods. No, we didn't agree with that either. So we fought those ideologies. But we, you know, and yeah, we, we didn't get along with our enemies. We wanted to hurt them and kill them and stop them and all that kind of stuff. But I never think that in reading the history that I have of World War II that we wanted to do anything as a nation other than help defeat these ideologies that really put man at the head of everything. Man's better than anything else. That, that God is not to be talked about. We cannot talk about God. Now, do you see that going on in our country today? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Uh, a lot of people that think that they can replace God, and we can't. We can't replace God. Oh, we can try, but the problem with it is anything that replaces God is inferior to him. And when something is inferior, it won't work as well. It won't love as well. It won't care as well. It will not bind up our wounds. All it'll do is continue to harm us. Well, that's what nations were doing overseas during World War II. And frankly, what we were trying to do in Afghanistan and Iraq and other parts of the Middle East was try to convince them that our way was right, but we were using the wrong tool to do it with. We couldn't show them that God's ways were better because they don't believe in our God. Well, I get that. But you know what? When people are confronted with the goodness of God, they tend to repent. You know, it says that in the Bible. It's not our preaching. It's not our money. It's not our stuff. It's not our force. It's not a 50 caliber machine gun that convinces people that we're good. It's the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. So as we've gone along in the war that's been going on now since 2001, we've not really built a great nation somewhere. What we've, again, done is try to convince somebody that we're right. And the problem with it is, is we know we're right. We like the way that 
things go, but they don't understand that. They don't understand what's good about that. They see some things that we do and line it up against their religion, and we're like, well, why do women dress like that? And why are there freedoms to do thus and so? And why are you allowing people to do these things? You know, we even have arguments like that in our country. So here's what I think we have to do to overcome some of this. First of all, we have to understand why people hate us. Now, and frankly, at times, we're not going to understand why people hate us. We're just going to know that they do. So what do we do about that? Well, there's nothing that we can do other than what the Bible says, and that's love our enemies. How do we love them? We don't give them stuff. We just demonstrate to them that we're not bad people. We care about you. And we have to know that there are times that there are people in those other countries that are going to use that love against us. We see it in our churches here. We see it in countries overseas where when we try to help somebody, we're seen as weak. You see, that's not an ideology that plays well across the world. Sometimes across the world, you've got people that are like, you know, if you try to help somebody, you're nice somebody, you're just a weak stick, man. You're not going to last. And the other side of that coin is this. We're going to be seen occasionally as people that try too hard Well, we're just trying to get people to like them. You know people like that in your life that do anything for you. And you're like, okay, what's your your purpose? What's the reason you're doing this? And, you know, usually it's because they want something. You know, in the Bible, it talks about loving your neighbor as yourself. Uh, The greatest commandment being love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. And the second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. See, if we could ever get to the point where we love our neighbor as ourselves, then uh, we'd be in pretty good shape. The problem with it is, is that we either try to love our neighbor more than ourselves, or we don't think we can love our neighbor because they're different than us. You know, our neighbors are always going to be different. We, uh, where we live, we happen to have uh, Vietnamese neighbors just to our west. We have an African-American family just to our east. We have a Spanish family across the street. It's kind of cool. We get to learn a lot of different things, smell a lot of different food cooking, and occasionally go over the house and talk and see what's going on. So we've gotten to know our neighbors instead of trying to force them to think like we do. You know, I know the folks that that are the Vietnamese family that live next to us. I like them a lot, but I don't understand how they believe certain things. The people across the street, I'm sure, are the same way. And the people next door are the same way. Because we've lived next door to each other, doesn't, and we're neighbors, we love each other, we care for each other, we watch out for each other, but we're still different. And that's okay. So this whole conversation today on the podcast has been one of, of this. The point that I'm trying to make is this. In this world, we are always going to have enemies, regardless of what we do. And we cannot forget that. We cannot forget that human nature is that. Human nature tends to think of itself first. And the corrupted human nature that our enemy, the devil, has come up with means that we're always going to think of ourselves first and we're going to make sure that other people aren't taken care of because there's no love in him. It's all corrupted. It's all hate. Well, I know this has been a hard podcast for me because I'm like, I just had to get that off my chest. I had to talk to you a little bit about that. I have to understand that there are some things that we have to do. One is, yeah, we love, need to love our enemies. Do good those to those who try to harm you. 
That's what Jesus said in Luke 6.35. Love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. That's what we're supposed to do. And what we do when we lend to them expecting to get something back is we break that rule. When we do good to them expecting to get something back, that breaks that rule. We got to do it because we just love them. That's God's love. God's love is just because he loves us. It's not because he wants something back. It's just who he is. So as humans and as Christians, these are the things that we need to strive for. And that is just love our neighbor because they're our neighbor, not because they can do anything for us. So that's kind of an opinion piece this week. It's kind of about what I've seen going on in the world and the fact that we've forgotten that, yeah, we're going to have enemies. And we need to understand that it's human nature. If you disagree or if you have anything you'd like to say, my email address is terry at quizthediz.com, terry at quizthediz.com, or you can go on my website now. I've got all my podcasts up there. You can take a look and uh, do some comments there. It'd be great. Love to hear from you. Comment on Facebook, wherever and however you want to comment and interact. I'd be more than happy to hear from you. It's good to talk to you this week. And until next week, remember this, love your neighbor. It'll do you good. The Quiz the Diz podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Our website is quizthediz.com or you can reach us at 614-382-2582. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz the Diz. Quiz the Diz.